Hey, you guys. Welcome back. It's an honor and a privilege to be with you again. I really appreciate it, especially considering all the instability that's going on in the world right now. And uh, for me personally as well, I've been under a lot of attack, and the opportunity to be here today is, is really appreciated. I asked uh, Dr. Gabriel Cousins what he wants to talk with us about today, and he's got a really interesting idea that we can get into. Time's going to go by really fast. Uh, it has to do with, um, well, I'll let you hear it from him directly, but we'll do the usual preliminaries first. And welcome, Dr. Cousins. It's going to go fast and be a really interesting, relevant talk that's going to give people insight about what's going on right now in their lives today. Okay, so, Richard, thank you. Trying to put it together, what's happening in the world scene I'm going to take it to a different level of the discussion, which we call the occult, and that there are forces struggling, attempting to really pervert and destroy humanity. Now, most people know that, but we need to take a, a, a little bit bigger look, and then more important, what we can do about it. That's actually the important thing, right? Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah. So first we do... It's a very important part of nullifying it, dancing for spiritual joy. So we're going to dance for a few minutes and invite you all to dance with me as we get that flow going. And then we'll meditate for a minute or two. And then we'll talk. Okay.
Uh, we'll meditate for a little bit, two or three minutes here, three minutes, just to get uh, centered in the energy. And you know, just focus on my eyes for a moment. You. And now in the meditation.
Yo. Okay, coming out of meditation here, and uh, just adjusting my thing here. Okay, I'll quite get it, but okay. So the issue is the kind of a nature thing. So that may seem really far out, but. We do need to understand this has been going on for thousands of years. Uh, in the 18, late 1866, uh, something like that, I don't have the exact date, they even made some declarations about creating the occult organizations with the Masonic Lodge. But it's much bigger than this battle has been going on, as they say, since the Egyptian times. And if you've been to Egypt, you know about some of that going on. I've been there a few times. There's no question about it. Um, and I I just I don't want to make too much of in Egypt, but when I was there, I went into a little temple. And uh, there was a seven-foot-tall statue, and I, I gave it Shakti Pot, and the whole room lit up. And all kinds of energies began to happen. Somebody else was there with me. And uh, there was Set Met. And Set Met, I didn't know what Set Met was, but I obviously found out it was a, um, a human form with a animal head. And... Their energies about, in a sense, dramatically affecting the world. I just put it that way. And I won't go into all the experiences, but get very clear there's a war going on. And uh, we need to pay attention. So, the most, why am I even talking about it? Because if you don't know there's a war, you can't really fight it. You can't really prepare for it. You can't really set up your defense systems. Um, but let's go on. We fast forward into some of the occult organizations uh, on the dark side and all the things they do. And I don't want to get too gory about it, but um, the nature of my work, I don't know what it was in the United States, people being referred to me who had suffered through uh, occult black magic type things had had to see other people being sacrificed literally killed you know and all these kind of things going on it's like what is going on and I'm not saying one or two I'm saying throughout the whole United States this stuff is going on and it's like whoa and of course it's not just in the United States the whole world because you go to Europe and the same things are happening you know, and we're not, you know, we're talking child sacrifice and, uh, and child mutilations. Now, it's getting more clear. You know, so many children are disappearing. Where are they going? What's going on? Now, you may not know, for example, that according to my friends in uh, Hawaii, 
there were 2,400 children missing. Where'd they go? What happened? And then another friend told me that 17 school buses uh, that were in the parking lot, you know, at the schools, they all disappeared. Maybe the children were taken off on school buses. I don't, you know, we can only speculate. They've got to be careful about that. But something strange going on. How do you miss 2,400 kids? They didn't all get burnt to cinders. Okay, they just didn't to ashes. That's not a good explanation. Uh, <clears throat> we have all these things about the border crossings and what ends up happening to kids. And um, I, we had done some organization uh, across the border in, in uh, Nogales, Mexico, and, and uh, had set up a, uh, an orphanage was going, but we really got it going. And Again, some of these kids are survival of difficult situations. So this is going. It's I should be at this point indisputable, so I don't want to talk about it as an argument. It's like, okay, this is happening. And kids are going missing in huge numbers each year. And then you just look around and see uh, about people doing these dark occult sacrifices. So that's really happening. Now, we move from that overstructure of the dark occult and the sacrifices that are regularly happening, and particularly on certain dates and times. And now, how is it affecting our society, which is actually what I'm more interested in talking about, women kind of general here. And it's affecting our society because people are kind of in fear and separation, kind of breaking down into um, factions. You wear a mask, and, uh, and if you're not wearing a mask, you, you're, you're an outsider, or you're a person who's a troublemaker in the COVID, or uh, you get a shot or don't get a shot, the divisions are being made. And so all kinds of ways of people being separated and feeling pressure, societal pressures. And all these things began to tear apart the society. Okay, and uh, so we had the missing kids, we had the injections, the bioweapon injections, we have um, you know, a, a variety of things that are truly separating people uh, and creating fear. Then we have another level, you know, which is the governmental controls and things they're saying it generally, you know, aren't really backed with any kind of serious science. None of it's been backed with science, you know. Uh, and so, but uh, justifying six feet distances. No one's ever proven that that made, made a difference. The, there's over 20 studies that show that the masks don't work. I never, okay, and um, I, I don't even want to get into the controversy about the injections. The point I'm making is people are being separated through fear uh, and that creates a division and 
there's a fragmentation going on in society, um, and there's a chaos going on. Now, the question is, what do we do about that? Well, you have your personal way of relating to it, and what I'm I, I teaching is get in touch with the truth of who you are. Once you know the truth of who you are and that God-connected truth of who you are, you are extremely empowered to deal with anything on the outer world. So that's the first step. Focus on God. Focus on your connection with the divine. If you don't like the word God, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It's the same idea. And then we look at how it's affecting families. Well, you want to keep the focus on the love in the family. It's a kind of a foundation. And people are just trying to tear the family apart. And the society's do it, trying to do that. And you go to school and the, and the and teachers and people are, you know, gender issues. They're not telling the parents. Now there's more pressure now that they have to tell the parents. I mean, since when does the school take over raising your kids? When is it being accepted in a communist-type uh, youth groups? Okay, so that's going on. And all these you know, divisions are happening. And if you stay centered, then you can kind of create families that stay centered. Because when you really look at the structure of society, the family is the stru- is the foundational structure of society. And then the healthy individuals coming out of that uphold the society. And then you have, uh, you know, from family, we have people kind of uh, acting in, in ways to, let's say, uplift society and make it, uh, you know, try to transform it into a positive way. And there are other people transforming things in a negative way. So this this is going on. Then you have what many people talk about is kind of a opening of certain uh, astral gates where demons are coming through and, and, and uh, invading people and you have more demonic actions. All this is going on. And what do we do about it? Stay focused on God. Associate with people who uh, have that God focus, and you support each other. And as it says in the Torah, five will chase away a hundred, and a hundred will chase away ten thousand. So, even if it were a minority, which we are, we have a force of a majority. So, when you do all those things and stay with your focus, then not only are we empowered, but the society becomes more and more empowered. Richard, do you want to kind of step in at this point? Yeah, I just, uh, I'm experiencing personally the same thing that you're talking about with what's going on in society, and it's really helping me be focused and never forget this stuff because uh, when you're under personal attack, it becomes much more real. Because we're personal. Yeah, exactly. And I think I totally agree with you that um, we have the power that we don't know 
just ba based on who we are, how we were created. You know, right. the image of God is not just what color you are. It's something internal. It's not physical. Well, it, it affects the physical. But the whole turn, you know, so many things I want to respond to at once in what you were talking about. Um, this has been a problem that's been going on for longer than I know. I mean, it's certainly before recorded history started. And it's been, um, hasn't been solved. And we're walking around, I think, like you said, with the power to turn it around, not by becoming a majority who understand, but even a handful who get to a certain point of consciousness, meaning self-awareness. It's not, there's not a special belief system or a cult you need to join or anything you have to memorize. You have to become self-aware on a level that we're not seeing. And that it's very much uh, in line with what you're doing with the world peace meditation. But, but we're talking about moment to moment in everyday life in the middle of trying circumstances. You know, where is the attention? Where is your self-awareness? Are you believing that mind control that we're all under, that we're helpless and stupid and we need authorities to run our lives and tell us what to do and, you know, we're not smart enough to understand what to do for ourselves? Or do you get in touch with who you actually are? And I think it all starts from there. So how to do that, you know? where your attention stays is critical. And when you're talking about uh, cult organizations, occult organizations, occult, understand, it just means closed. It means hidden. But we're talking about all these groups operating undercover so they don't get exposed too much that are doing things that are so evil, evil being defined as harmful to life, in various ways they're so bad that the average person couldn't even believe you know or, or really comprehend what's going on and i think that's a lot of their cover is it's it's just so far outside the normal uh ex experience we don't know how to relate to it or even imagine that it could be true so we're in a we're in a demanding situation and even though <clears throat> this has been going on for at least thousands of years, probably a lot longer, uh, there's a difference now, and that it's connected to high tech and organization. And it means we need to turn this around in the very near future, you know, aside from the fact of the unconscionable suffering that's being caused and it's been going on forever. Um, our timeline is shorter now because the the guys that are behind this whole thing are planning on locking it down with the technology they have to make it impossible to resist. We've got a better chance now than if we just wait. And it doesn't take that many. So we need to trigger it, start the change. Sorry for the long answer. But. All right. No, it's it's good because we're bringing it into a kind of practical reality. But it's really important to understand this didn't start with the Biden administration, okay? This didn't start in the United no. States far, far earlier than that. So this is just an ongoing battle. Only now it's been amped by the technological part 
But spirit always trumps technology when you realize that that is more powerful. And it always is. The human spirit is what we're talking about. So what they want to do with their occult approach is to make you feel powerless and helpless and a victim. And what we're saying is, well, you're not powerless, you're not helpless, and you're not a victim. And technology is a dim reflection of consciousness. Say it again, please, Richard. Technology, like you're saying, is a dim reflection of the power of consciousness. It's a forgotten normal state that we came from. So the the only way it can look intimidating is if we're unaware of ourselves almost completely. So, for example, the the idea of the spike proteins, which which are summit with COVID, but a whole lot in the injection, uh, you know, a much much greater amount. We have the mental ability to literally focus on those spike proteins and destroy them. That's how powerful it is, and, and there's some research showing that. Uh, it's not printed research, but there's people, you know, able to, to focus and dissolve the spike proteins. That's the power we have to be inspired to start using, because we do make a difference. Now, right. we have, uh, as Richard mentioned, the World Peace Meditation, which is about empowering people to create a thought form for peace so strong that we, again, change the global energetics back to light and love and divine sound. Now, in addition, we also have an equinox and solstice coming up this, the 21st, as a world peace meditation, which we've been doing since 1985, on each equinox and solstice, literally, literally, we change the amount of sunspots on the sun. We decrease the sunspots on the sun. The more sunspots, the more social instability. So we literally, the researchers, for a period of four years, contrasted the previous and then after uh, of the four years, decrease the amount of sunspots. So we have, through the power of our peace meditations, can literally alter the sunspots on the sun and therefore really alter what's happening here on Earth. We have that power. And that's pretty significant. That's really pretty positive, actually. So we need to know that we can do that. We can alter the frequency in the whole, I'm going to say, multiple universe. But let's just stop with the solar system. That's big enough. And uh, we can do it. And once we get, we can do it, we become unstoppable in bringing the light to the world. So I invite you to come to the Peace 21 meditation on the 21st. Uh, of each equinox and solstice, as well as our Sunday uh, meditation for peace.net, 
at 6.15 Israel time to 7. We give them short so everybody can do that. So we have a, a regular way to do this. The effects last for about three weeks, but we're doing it weekly. So we just keep the energy going. Everyone can participate in it. When we get about 9,000 people, the math is uh, enough to change the consciousness of the planet. Not that many people. So we invite you to participate in that because that's what's needed. Anything you want to add, Richard, before? You made another really important point about numbers when you were talking originally. And that was that uh, it's not a question of getting a majority to be conscious. It, it depends on how much your focus changes. You know, when we look at how to change the effect from partial to complete, which is what's needed right now, we need to, we need to end this loop of incredible suffering, much of it not even seen, and to turn it around and see what the potential of life even in this imperfect physical environment could be just something incredibly beautiful. And one person can have a disproportionate effect on everybody else by bringing the consciousness in and making it steadier and stronger and self-aware. You know, sometimes people get confused and think that when you put this much emphasis on learning who you are, you're being selfish and bad, but that's what we've been taught by the authorities, is that anything that uplifts you is bad because it's selfish. And the real understanding is that if you want to be of use to everybody else, you can't do it without taking care of yourself the best possible way. So anything you can do to get yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually more stable and healthy is the kindest thing that you could do for the world. And it's the foundation to get the consciousness at the point where, you know, it's we're not relying on just numbers, but we've got participants like you who are putting in huge disproportionate energy, you know, that's much more than normally comes from one unconscious person. And you can have as much influence as you decide to. And part of the what determines the effect is what you do with your consciousness when you're not officially meditating. You know, if you don't walk around and neutralize it by cursing everybody in your mind and having a really dark consciousness, very cynical, very hateful of the bad people, so-called bad people, and things that bring your frequency level down in what you're projecting. But practice walking around as if your emotional space was known to everyone and it's written across the sky and you're happy with what it is start to change it we need a major change right now you were saying sorry just one more thing you were saying before the show that if this was a historical correlation of a time before World War II that this might be 1938 Germany looking at the Western countries like the U.S. and Israel and Canada and uh, Australia and Britain and Europe. And that has significance. There's, there's a real correlation plus the technological advance. 
So you want to say for a minute what you meant by that and what needed to turn around in 1938 that we need to try again right now? Well, we were talking about it's important. The, the, the cultic activity can really take over people. We use the word mass psychosis, and we could say that's what were, were really happened in Germany in 1938, 37, 34. But it's happening here. And we, our job is to help people come out of that mass psychosis um, by talking, by doing, by being empathetic to what's going on and somehow breaking through according to what people can hear in each individual is a little different. Um, but certainly meditating for peace helps a great deal. And helping people to feel connected in a healthy way makes a big deal. So those are two two ideas that, that help, but the meditation does a way as a way of connecting. And so that's why we choose to do it because it's a more powerful and more direct way. Um, but just aligning with people and sharing and getting more, and more people aligned and feel supported rather than feeling isolated is a very very important thing. A lot of people can be pulled out of the. the uh attraction to evil, and the tendency to follow negative things by kindness faster than by fighting with them when you get strong enough to reject that all the time. So I'm encouraging people to take that approach. It doesn't mean, you know, I'm strong self-defense advocate, firearms and martial arts and all that stuff, but that, those things aren't the solution. Frequency is going to determine the outcome. So what you're broadcasting moment by moment is really the key. You're giving people gifts by projecting kindness and empathy and love toward even the people who are doing things that aren't good. So we're talking about about your individual effect. So the group effect increases the, the... open-heartedness of all the people who are meditating together and sharing and giving to each other, being loving with each other. And that's the way that can spread out, and it does. A good act, then you get a few more good acts, and then it, it, it also is contagious in a good way, positive way, and then People do good things because many, many people are very kind and very gentle. And when they see the good acts, they get inspired to also keep that chain of goodness going. That's what we're talking about. So meditations help because hopefully coming out of meditation, you're kind of happy to bring it into your daily life. But also just bring it into your daily life right away, kind-heartedness, loving-kindness, taking care of each other. They're really things that work, and they make people feel connected. Because one of the big things today is people aren't feeling connected. They're feeling alienated and acting from that alienated space. So we're about changing it from alienation to connection. An example of the effect of 
example of the effect of that attitude on people who are involved outwardly in evil and are attracted to it is the work that you did with gangs in Chicago. Because right. the conventional viewpoint would be those are bad people, you should be against those people. And you took a different attitude with different results. And I think that's symbolic for what could happen to the world. Yes. People, I mean, some people like being me, but most people don't. They're just disconnected. When you, the, the connection's there and they feel their humanity and feel the humanity of other people, it turns it around. And as, as Richard said, even with uh, black gangs on the south side of Chicago are you know, busy fighting and killing each other, so suddenly, wait, we don't need to do this. It's a big deal. You know, we can we can be positive with each other and uplift ourselves. That's right. So, I think we've made the point, right? It's about how do we shift the consciousness away from the occult dark forces that have to a big extent, take it hold of society all the way up to the high gov- government, but uh, higher governmental levels, the globalist levels, the global elite, they're all practicing, many of them are practicing occult, dark occult things, which is how they gain power, but they don't gain life, and they don't gain love, and they don't gain meaning, and ultimately they don't gain God. So they sacrifice a lot, for a short power run. And that is kind of the the message so that it opens up the door for some of those people to begin to turn back to God and feel really alive. So those are the things we're talking about. And our job is to be as alive and loving as possible. And that is transformative for the whole world. So I bless everybody that we're able to open up to that inner peace and that inner love and that kindness and become resonators of love and peace and kindness to all those around us. Aho. Amen. Oh, acid. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Cousins. I think this is much more than a theory, an idea, a philosophy, a religion, a cult. This is something, a choice we have to make under currently challenging situations and conditions. A lot of people that I've talked to are in very difficult times. And even in those times, you know, we don't really have the luxury to wait until things get easy to turn it around. And we have to take responsibility if we want the consciousness to contribute to what's going on day to day and make daily life better than it is for so many people right now. You have to change your own awareness and take responsibility for what you're putting out. And just imagine, if you can't feel it directly, that what you think and feel is affecting everybody else. We're all networked. And many of these people that Dr. Cousins talked about that are involved in these cults and dark organizations and anything from local gangs to nationally 
coordinated crime networks and the networks of mafias that are in control of power positions in the world right now, which is definitely the case uh, right up to the top levels. There could be so many people that get affected by you in a positive way that defect away from these forces, and you're potentially powerful enough to do that. So you start with yourself. You want to be selfless and serve the world. Take care of yourself. It's a place to start. Otherwise, what you're spreading is what you are, and that has to become what it really is. Waking up is like shaking off sleep, which we're all in the process of doing. So we're just encouraging you to not give up if things are hard. Get connected to what you believe in, what's most beautiful and uplifting and inspiring for you. And don't disconnect no matter what happens. And we'll help each other get there. So thanks for being here. Remember drcousins.com and treeoflife.co.mn. treeoflife.mn.co. I got it backwards. And uh, lostartsradio.com and planetaryhealingclub.com where we're working on these very principles and putting them into everyday life and uh, helping each other get where, back where we need to be. We don't need to just give up at this point. It's the opposite. It's really important where your thoughts and emotions and focus are now more than any time before. So do your best. And thanks for being here with us. I appreciate it very much. You're a great potential light for the world. Let it out. And we'll see you here next time. Take care.